going about how you're going to get out of my fucking flat. It's my flat, It's mate. my fucking it's flat, my mate. Fucking flat. You'll be uh, getting out of it. I built this flat on rock and roll. I built this flat on... rock and roll. <laughs> vibes here <laughs> hello and welcome <clears throat> to off time jive michael you look different yeah i decided to change my You're everything bad pop filter yeah you look a lot better um did you, you get your hair done i did i did i decided to grow it and and you finally stopped squinting yes that's good <laughs> <laughs> you know i decided to open my eyes <laughs> This is why we've never done this here. My okay, I've been I'm being Tyler's being handled by a fucking pack Englishman. Did you just call me pack. I called you a fucking pack, mate. Okay. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Zena Wood is with us again. And Laura Goddard is kind of with us. She doesn't want a microphone because her throat is sore but she's gonna keep making sounds and she sounds asserting her presence That's sound. listen fellas michael how was your week <laughs> so are you just gonna call me michael for this yeah okay cool i can do that michael died tragically i um, know i'm very sad about it yeah Wait, how, what, what, what was the way now again well i told him that he couldn't fit an entire parking meter into his rectum but he took mm. it as a challenge of course he would. I mean, he's, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> oh, boy, is he. <laughs> mm. Well, I just drank a sip of my poisoned water, so... Um, yeah, Zena, she bought some water that uh, we think is probably just filled with roofies <laughs> um, from top to bottom. <laughs> because the seal came right off with the cap, and as everyone knows, <laughs> especially in New York... Especially in New York. That's the sign that you're... Uh, Stuff has been tampered with. Yep. We'll see. I mean... It'll be a, you know, a momentous fine. death dying on a podcast. That's true. <laughs> that way it'll probably be like our highest rated episode ever. <laughs> I don't think anyone has in history died on a podcast. Yeah. On film, yes. Right. That's... Eh. Actually, a couple of people have died on film. Uh, you, that Twilight Zone movie... You yeah. ever see that? The anthology um, Twilight Zone movie with... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, had, I, just, I heard Twilight and I saw pregnant You saw Kristen all of the Twilights. Stewart. Did you see it? Kristen Stewart. Have you seen the... Christine Stewart. No, Kristen What's Stewart. It? You're right. <laughs> um, I believe it was Vic Morrow that died in the Twilight Zone movie. There uh, was uh, Vic Morrow and two nameless Asian children whom probably have they names. They died too. But they never produced the names in any of the... Things, yeah. It was like, it's supposed to be like the Vietnam War. Yeah. And they had a helicopter that they were flying really low for yeah. the shot. And the director kept saying, no, no, fly it lower, fly it lower, fly it lower. <laughs> As they do. As they do. And then it, f it crashed, killing three of the actors. And the movie still came out. And it's mad good. You should check it out. See, that relates to something I wanted to bring up to, to what we're speaking about today. Is that things were very doable a few decades back. I know things where have they changed. are not anymore. <laughs> Do you know how many animals died on set, <laughs> like horses and stuff? Well, when for what? What are you talking about? On film, on film. Just in general? Yeah, like in they would you know now they have that whole thing. No animals were harmed in this blah blah. I'm sure it's some all a of them bullshit. are. Yeah, I'm sure some it's, of them are still harmed. But back in the day, it was like, like yeah, we just we lost a couple of horses or you know. Yeah, some horses died. So Some cool. extras died. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> An elephant or two. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, so, in the news, in the nerd news, the news. have you seen this uh, picture of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? They released have the I? picture of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I probably didn't send that to you. Um, I'll see it right now. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's one of those, like... 
it kind of makes me think that they want him to look like Brian Cranston because everybody had a hissy fit. And there is a whole Cranston, Cranston thing going on. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I would echo this sentiment. Jeremy Jans um, of YouTube fame, I believe, put on Twitter uh, saying, the problem was never in thinking that Jesse Eisenberg could look surly whilst being bald at the same time. It's just he doesn't come off as Lex Luthor. However, I kind of disagree. I, I think he'll be perfectly fine. I don't give a shit about Lex Luthor. Yeah. I really don't. I, of all the things going on in that movie, I don't think that that is going to be the biggest problem. I don't think so either. And I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, he'll be a different take on the character. Brian Cranston would have been just fine, but, you know, Hollywood hates movies, and they hate <laughs> moviegoers. Um, and being that Brian Cranston was, you know, everybody's top choice, they said, nope, nope, we're not even going to consider him. You go suck a dick. When's it coming out, by the way? Uh, summer 2015? 2016. Okay, Zena, you were in South Africa recently. Tell me about that. It was good. What is South Africa like? I bet a lot of people that listen to this have never even heard of South Africa. I hadn't. Wow. I figured you were from South America. Yeah, and you not just the said same a really thing. weird accent. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing. I'd heard of South Africa. Morgan Freeman was from there. Wow. This is great. So it was great. South Africa apparently is a lot like LA. Like is similar. It? Yeah, without the Hollywood thing, obviously. But the whole, the climate's very similar, the vegetation, the ocean, the people, the Do you get a lot of humidity? Because that's the thing about LA, there's no humidity whatsoever. Yeah, we have no humidity in Cape Town, but when you go further inland and further up, like Durban, all the surf spots, Mm -hmm. there's quite a lot of humidity over there. Yeah. I know a lot of South Africans live in Florida. Yeah, Because they they also say it's similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, My dog's vet was from South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) your dog have to say about that i don't know he's dead so that <laughs> says something about veterinary practices hey we country. have amazing doctors we just did the first penile implant while i, I was there that. i did hear that i think did we talk about i want to say <laughs> michael and what i may have talked about this than penises um especially uh fancy transplanted ones fancy right yeah. i know so who the hell is that story well, it was a guy called Andre van der Merwe, which I found very funny because my old choir conductor's name was Andre van der Merwe. Same name, but he wasn't the one who had the penile implant. Really? Transplant. How do you know? Implant? Transplant? Transplant. It was a transplant. Did you ask him? Yeah, it was a transplant. No, because... So it came from one person this. and then on to another person. Yeah. So this is... Yeah, my choir conductor, I saw this like mass Facebook post. Well, I guess they're all Wait. mass. But he sent it out and said, yo, please stop inboxing me, asking questions about the penile transplant. It wasn't me. <laughs> that sounds exactly like something that uh, somebody that just had a penile transplant would say. I know, right? You're not on microphone, so you can't ask a if question. He does, like, Ta- okay, talk over here. If he does some kind of like male singular activity with his penis, is he not technically doing it to someone else's? Did that make him... What? Is this that age-old organ donor question? So now, yeah. what you're saying is, if he uh, jerks off, if he has a good wank... Is he jerking he's, himself off? He's being else? real gay about it. Yeah. We're going to put this here, true. and That's we're going to split the difference. That's a have when you go to do it. Yeah. He might. I'm, I'm sure he's thought about it. What do you think he thinks about? Oh, God. I would be so horrified by... Well, A, having to have it. Well, this isn't like... Yeah. Was this like a... Yeah. What does does anyone know the background? Because I'm looking it up right now. I just now. know it was the first one. I just wrote "penile translate" into Google. That's <laughs> that is not what I wanted. Um, That's really not the way. I don't even know how to spell penis. Apparently. Oh, it's P E E N U S. Penis transplant. Botched ritual circumcision leads to world's first penile transplant. This is it. A nine hour. Oh, oh my god. Nine oh, hours. it was a botched circumcision. Well, I guess, but it, in the picture of these people, they look hard. They look like <laughs> Sith lords, these tribal uh, people. It began with a ritual circumcision for a teenager in South Africa from the Zoza tribe, and it ended with the world's first <laughs> penile transplant completed in December and disclosed last week. So far, it looks like a success. After the nine hour procedure, Andre van der Mer- 
How did you say it? Andre van Amerve. That one. That's ridiculous. That is not what that says at all. <laughs> it is. Um, it's a, it's spelled V A N D E R M E R W E. Van der Merve. Van der Merve. Van der Merve. Which you can say in American. What? You can't say wildebeest properly. We talked about this on the first season. <laughs> did we? Yeah, we did. Um, you, well, how do oh, you say wildebeest? Wildebeest. See, that makes no sense. That's crazy. (laughs) Builder beast. Uh, Yeah, so that was successful. And we also did the first heart transplant. So let's holler to the medical industry in South Africa. Wait, wait, wait. There's a laboratory-grown penis. It says that this person, Andre, was the surgeon who led the transplant. Oh, it's not the guy. No. Mm. They said that the person that received the transplant was a choir teacher from Cape Town. (laughs) Also called Andre van der Merwe. Also, oddly <laughs> enough, called Andre van der Merwe. It's the most popular nice name in South Africa. It's the second most popular name in this apartment. It's very popular. Whoa, what? Oh, do you have pictures? No, thank God, no. This is something about laboratory-grown penises being put onto rabbits. Oh, we've all been there. Laboratory-grown penises being put onto rabbits, like on their back, <laughs> or on their... I've seen a know. vibrator that looks like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Go on. <laughs> what? It looks like what? A penis on the back of a rabbit? There's a rabbit somewhere in there. Well, where specifically? <laughs> That's kind of an important part of the. Maybe it's a rabbit-shaped penis. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> Have you ever seen a penis? They look nothing like rabbits. I don't no, think I have. Yeah? I haven't seen one. Um, that's <laughs> a rabbit-shaped vibrator. That's also something that I should look up, but uh, that's later on. Yeah, I mean, the things that will come up on Google Images, you don't want to see. Yeah, you don't want to see it. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Z- penis transplant. Yeah, so it wasn't like a male to female. No. Damn shame. Uh, trans thing. I mean, it is, it's kind of, it's interesting though. I mean, It is. What's also interesting is that that was the first time that that was ever attempted. Really? I guess. Well, yeah, the full on proper surgery. The things they were doing to the rabbits were like a preparation thing, apparently. What do you mean? I don't see how. Oh, they're like, we're preparing to sew penises, factory ground (laughs) penises onto the backs of people. Yeah, um, Jesse Eisenberg, fuck that guy. He did not, it was not released to the fanfare that uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman was. All right, so anyway, moving on to the topic of the week. Topic of the week! Last week, well actually two weeks ago, because we failed to put one out last week. Um, a couple weeks ago on the show we were talking about uh, this new 52 re-reboot in DC Comics. Oh, God. Um, and I kind of went off into a rant on how I feel that they're placating a very vocal minority of people on Twitter right now that are complaining about all kinds of uh, social justice issues in comics and things that I, I do feel that there's a certain amount of validity to. However, um, I would rather them incorporate these new characters or things organically into the story as opposed to saying, you know what, fuck it. We're going to burn everything down, start over, because these people on Twitter are real angry. (laughs) Um, But now this other thing came out, which I don't get it. This variant cover, it's called... It's called, uh, uh, it's a Batgirl variant cover. Oh, yeah. Hashtag change the cover. Have you seen this, the Batman Joker one? Have you? Well, I sent it to Xena. Yeah, 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 I saw it. Now, to me, looking at the cover, it is the most innocuous thing in the world. Um, When I saw it online for the first time, I was sitting in here and I told Laura, I'm like, what? what is the matter with this? Because people are getting really upset about this cover and I literally cannot for the life of me understand why. And so we sat down and looked at it for a minute and tried to figure out like, wait, what about this is terribly wrong? The only thing I could come up with was like, the gun is bigger than her head. But the gun is the same size as it was in the killing joke. Okay. the joke gun. So to anyone who's... nothing. (laughs) To anyone who's unfamiliar, um, 
the variant cover that has come out for this month's issue of Batgirl, which has been canceled, uh, Twitter That's one, nice. the social justice warriors on Twitter one. Um, <laughs> it was a picture of the Joker and Batgirl. Joker's kind of got his arm around her and has a gun yeah. in front. Um, and she's crying. She's crying. She's got, he's like doing the Joker smile on her face with yeah. blood. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's an age-old story. Right. It's, yeah. it's an allusion to Alan Moore's The Killing Joke, which is one of the most famous, not only one of the most famous Batman Joker stories of all time, one of the most famous comic book stories yeah. of all time. And award-winning. And award-winning. It's, yeah, it's one of the most highly regarded stories. And um, the reason that they did this as a variant cover it has nothing to do with what's going on in the Batgirl story. It just happens to be that it is the Joker's 75th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, in comics. So all of the Batman family comics are getting a Joker-based variant cover. Uh, what do you do when presented with a Batgirl comic when you say, oh, you have to have the Joker somehow involved? Well, you're probably going to go to the most yeah. famous story involving the two of them. Um, yeah. The Killing Joke. And that's what they did. Now, in this story, The Killing Joke... Uh, it takes place in two different time periods. It's from the Joker's perspective. Um, and he is... His plan is to prove to Batman that anybody could go crazy and uh, forsake uh, goodness if they've had a really, really bad day. Um, so his plan is to break into the Gordon family household. He gets Commissioner Gordon. He wants to break Commissioner Gordon to prove a point to Batman. So he breaks into the Gordon family household, um, shoots Barbara Gordon, whom he does not know is Batgirl, but she is. Yeah. Uh, and he paralyzes her, shoots her through the spine. Um, then he strips her down, takes pictures, and it's it's pretty graphic. It's pretty brutal, and I'm not arguing that. Um and then presents them to Gordon to break him. Long story short, he doesn't. Spoiler, spoiler. But <laughs> um, I the 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 problem that some of the people that are pointing uh, the problem that they're pointing to about this cover is that it they're saying that it 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 suggests some sort of sexual violence. Um, yeah, and in the story, I guess you can. Yeah, there's it that there's way. a debate like. They, it is perceived that way by many people that there was sexual assault. Sure. And Alan Moore has since said that he did not intend... Well, the idea is that off-camera they, they, they raped her or assaulted her in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he was taking the pictures of. Alan Moore said that wasn't his intention. If people drew it that way... I originally thought that when reading that. I figured yeah. it, it seems pretty likely. Mm-hmm. Um and he's since apologized in as much as he's he said he didn't like that he used the character Batgirl as kind of like a pawn in a bigger game. Yeah. But for me, when I think about something like that, when you're writing a story, when you're writing from a character's point of view, you have to kind of write as that character. And now, mm-hmm. from Alan Moore's particular point of view, I totally get it. I totally agree. And I'm like, yeah, make uh, if you don't want to do that, don't do that. But... It's the Joker. Is the Joker going to stop and think, mm. no, you know what, this particular storyline doesn't come off as terribly empowering? I'm like, no, it's liter- he's literally supposed to be the most sadistic character in all of comic books. He's the personification of evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to do some fucked up shit. Um, now, the character Batgirl, after all of this, it was also a, kind of a it famous story. It her story. It does. Um mm-hmm. It's also famous in comics in that when she was paralyzed, she stayed that way yeah. for a really long time, um, up until 2011, I when believe. They when they unparalyzed they, her. Yeah, when they unparalyzed her, now she's Batgirl again. <laughs> she becomes a character called Oracle, yeah. who is a computer hacker, um, and she does reconnaissance work for all of the Gotham-based superheroes. And to me, I think it's a much better, I think it's a much more empowering take on, uh, on on the Barbara Gordon character than Batgirl was. Because Batgirl is a sidekick. 
Yeah. She was always a sidekick. She was never on the... She was like a sidekick of a sidekick of a sidekick. I know. She was, Well, yeah, she was a second-tier sidekick at yeah. that. She was a sidekick when they kind of needed her, felt yeah. like putting her in the story. Um, Just to move the story along, basically. They're busy with a new, the new uh, sort of take on Batgirl now. Yeah. Have you seen those covers? What do you mean? Um, like the way that they're depicting her. Yeah, It's like yeah, a much yeah. lighter... Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a much more lighthearted more like, take on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of feel like they're doing that with a lot of things, though. They are, and it looks like with this new mm, yeah. relaunch, they're going to be doing even more of that. Yeah. Um, which I think is... You know what? I, I don't even have a problem necessarily with that. I read the first few issues of that new Batgirl run, the, the new 52 one. Yeah. And they were fine. Um, it wasn't necessarily my thing. It was a little bit lighthearted, and I just don't really care about the Batgirl character that much, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I read the uh, this awesome um, interview with Raphael... Albuquerque. Yeah. And um, what a great guy. He's really cool, he seems. Yeah. But um, he basically... It's, it's quite interesting, because he drew that cover... And it didn't have the gun, it didn't have the crying, it didn't have the smile, the blood thing, it didn't have really? any of that, yeah. And then DC said he needs to make it more graphic. Then, really? then he did, and now this is the cover we see now. Wow. And um, he actually feels very strongly about... Yeah, the fact that he, he actually feels pretty bad about it because he, he does... Apparently, they're marketing um, to, like... More, younger, between 14 yeah. to 17, and females with this. With the with, back row line? Yeah, yeah. And um, he definitely does see the issue. And I mean, I see it as well. I, I agree with you, but I, I do. That cover specifically does. It is a male overpowering powering a woman. That's what it mm-hmm. is. You know? Even though decades ago, it, it points to a, one of the most famous stories mm-hmm. in comic history. Yeah. But. The kids now, like teenage that age, like some of them don't even know that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what they're seeing is an expl- explicit image. But my and he is, points towards it too. He does. Sure. He uh, yeah. Um, my question is though, if it was the other way around, a woman overpowering a man, which is very unlikely in the Joker Batgirl situation. Yeah. How much different would it be perceived? I don't know. I mean, I I feel with the how social media reacts to gender equality today, yeah. I think it could have even had the same, mm. it could have had the same response. I doubt it. I, yeah, I really doubt If it was Joker and Batman, I, mean, I really don't think anybody would have cared. Oh, if it's just two males, yeah, yeah. sure. A much more male-focused percentage that yeah. read comic books. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it, I don't think it would be the same. I think that I can absolutely see uh that point of view i could see uh, and i could see where you're coming from with that the the problem that i have though is i don't see a male overpowering a female yeah technically speaking sure sure I see the Joker overpowering Batgirl, mm. but you have to look at everything in context. Yeah. You see yeah. him as I mean, the character. Even outside of the context of the killing joke, it's it's not to me, it's not as simple as a male dominating a female. It's mm. a very particular male yeah. and a very particular female whom is a fucking superhero yeah. Yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, I, I mean, they're basically telling the story in the picture, but... People yeah. just don't know the story. But they don't know the story. But that's my point. It, I but think even it, if they don't know the story. they know the characters, you should understand that. Mm-hmm. And that also mm-hmm. gets back to the point that, it, uh, that it's a variant cover. It's not the actual yeah. cover of the comic book. Yeah. It's a collector's edition kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, made to... Uh, made because of the whole Joker 75 uh, year anniversary. I don't think anybody reading the book, and even if they're marketing it to... Um, a, a newer audience. Mm-hmm. I I struck. I feel like that is almost a stretch, um, because you do have to look at everything in context. Yeah. I mean, if it was just a picture of some mm-hmm. guy yeah. overpowering some girl whom nobody has ever seen, nobody yeah. there's no background to these characters, there's no mm-hmm. other yeah. context beyond that. There's no need for that. Then I would say it's explicit. I, I, I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's like... That being said, it's the Joker. It's the Joker. It's the Joker and Batgirl, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally see that point as well. I think, I don't know, I do still think it's a difficult um, 
situation because you're seeing this more and more. Mm-hmm. This whole Twitter war yeah, of yeah, social yeah. <laughs> activists. What I love is it's almost always a very small segment of one side and a very small segment of the other yeah. side, and then they just immediately clash, and it doesn't it even matter what the, the issue is. Thing. Yeah, totally. And also, controversy sells. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. now people are selling these these um, images and things that are usually pulled back after controversy. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> sell those things if they have them for like five times the price. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But now they can't. It got pulled. It's gone. Um, I don't necessarily. Although think... it's all over the internet. Is it? Oh well, yeah. The pictures the all picture. over the internet. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I can't go down to Midtown Comics and buy it. And by golly, I wouldn't have done it anyway. So hey, I but really, the really don't care. <laughs> What? They may have printed some already. You can always go. I'm sure there's some. There's got to be some somewhere. I don't know. That's really interesting to me, though, to hear. I did not hear that Albuquerque had drawn it differently. Yeah, he had. Huh. No gun, no smile, no tears. It was just the two of them? Well, like the gun, I mean... I didn't even see the gun the first time. It was too dark. I I, I saw it the second time. I was like, oh, there's a gun. I mean, the the original (laughs) argument that it was put on, I don't... And I don't want to say any publications because I don't want to misquote them. I don't remember who it was. It was some uh, blog or magazine that was talking about it. Um, and they were talking in particular about the sexual overtones in the images mm. or in the image. And I'm like, I don't really see mm. any. Yeah, no. I think that is Someone's completely different. Now, if you're perception. going back to the original story and you're looking at that uh, through that context, then sure. Then, yeah. But... In the image itself, and what they were saying is, mm. oh, the gun was phallic. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, no, Come that's on. a bit... That's, that's the thing with this whole thing. It's basically one person. Oh, and they said it was between her breast opinion. as well. Yeah. I'm like, actually, no, it's really not. It's, it's, it's not. in front yeah. of her. Yeah. And so I guess if we're, like, thinking on a plane... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a plane 2D view. It's kind of around the area that is in the, between her breasts. But, um, I mean, no, but it's basically opinion against opinion, and you can't have a fight mm-hmm. about that. And this is actually the the second time um, recently that there's been a bunch of controversy over a variant cover. The other one being um, the cover of Spider-Woman. It was a variant cover of Spider-Woman um, putting her... And when I look at that, I actually do kind of get it. I'm like, eh. First of all... Oh, uh, um, the sexualization of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, it's a, it's a, it's a Spider-Man-y pose, kind of, but it's also kind of not, he, she, yeah. it looks like her it's the butt is in the air, as opposed to where Spider-Man would just kind of be, I, I'm doing these things right now. I am <laughs> making so gestures with, I my, love with it. my hands, and no one can see it. Yeah. Um, that... <laughs> <laughs> My biggest problem with that it's cover, really though, is it's ugly. I do not like it's really not the art. Flattering. It's not it's a not very good-looking uh, yeah. thing. This is also the problem, though, because so many times I'm going to call them a woman's blessings. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to call them. You're talking about the penile transplant. <laughs> a woman's blessings are... <laughs> are, you know, exploited. And there is a, sadly today, a growing group of people that do this and whatever. Who are in a very big public eye. Yeah, and it's it's really an issue. But many times, it's also a, f- a female's strength and sure. beauty, you mm-hmm. know. And when you put that on an image, it can mean so many things, you know. Yeah. It's, such a, it's such a difficult topic well it it is um to me where it gets somewhat frustrating is and the spider woman image in particular i mean i guess you could look at it and think it's just (laughs) (laughs) oh i just she just showed me a picture of spider woman Nicki minaj Um, (laughs) that's great but uh it's not great i was watching something um on youtube or something where they did like an overlay of of like the uh, that particular Spider Woman image, um, putting it directly over top of Spider Man, saying they've been in the same exact pose. Mm. Um, That's int- yeah. The- yeah, and it, it it's a classic Spider Man pose. Uh, I don't know what it is and what it. 
how it speaks to us as a culture that you could look at one and not the other and yeah. think sexual because I look at that and I don't think oh that's sexy I'm just but like oh that's Spider-Man. weird it's weird yeah. it's like that does seem strange but when you look at Spider Man you're just like oh, I don't know Spider Man true and I mean when many many superheroes or even just images a guy is normally just standing mm-hmm. or yeah. just posing and yeah. you feel like he's just there and the minute the woman does it or they they it focus a on a woman mm-hmm. it's like a it's a pose showing her blessings right <laughs> and it goes back to the other argument about um uh, female comic book characters being drawn in not only just crazy positions but with like in human proportions mm-hmm. um there's a lot of fuss about that um almost no fuss that they also drop <laughs> completely Mm. in this way that is just if you were to the way that they frame the argument when i hear it from other people is it's the same as kind of like the barbie argument yeah Yeah. where they're like if a young girl is looking at this and seeing that this is the ideal body type she's being conditioned to think that that's what that's what's right which is crazy because it's no one in the world looks like that but i would say the same thing about superhero men i'm like well no one looks like that either yeah for me it's like costumes have become a big thing in like yeah especially with super girls whatever Uh uh-huh especially in like the movies like you watch the avengers movie scarlett johansson and whatever they're all wearing like if you look at the costumes from the 60s wonder woman everything like that to what Mm -hmm. it is today Mm -hmm. they're so much more revealing now now they are yeah yeah now they are because they're trying to show off more of what people see as the woman's strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Which is their body, but it's... I don't know. Like, Wonder Woman... Well, she was pretty She was pretty out there. I. You know what I think a big part of it is? Like, the superhero movies now, the costumes are just better. Yeah. Uh, they're of better yeah. quality. I think that if they had the same budget for things like 60s Batman, they probably would have looked a little bit better. But it's like... But it's they were... the thing. It's like, the way people look now is what sells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, oh, and absolutely. And that's the um, other part of it, yeah. But with with that in particular, uh, the like Scarlett Johansson's costume yeah. um, and even Anne Hathaway's costume yeah, in the most recent Catwoman. Batman, yeah. it, which was basically the same thing, if you look yeah. at it. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a different material. Yeah. Back in the 60s, it would have been spandex. I mean, I mean in you comic can look at the 90s with like Michelle Pfeiffer compared to yeah. Halle Berry compared to... I mean, the Michelle Pfeiffer one was kind of... It, it, was like, it wasn't revealing but it was still but very it was racy sexy. in a very S&M yeah. way yeah <laughs> yeah that's true it and then Halle Berry like a barely sex wore anything <laughs> yeah Halle Berry Halle Berry was and then also, like yeah. Anne Hathaway is the most covered up of them all um and I think part of that is because it's their it's rubber PVC yeah. costuming versus yeah. spandex yeah. um part of the thing that goes back to the spider woman argument um oh, is they were saying it looks like if you look at her yeah yeah. Mm. If you look at her um, ass in this picture, it it doesn't look like she's wearing spandex. It looks like she's wearing body paint, more or yeah. less. Um, yeah. However, that's how they're drawn, and this has actually been a common um, a, a common cheat in 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 the uh, uh, comic book art world for a long time. They don't draw character models as if they were wearing spandex. Spandex contours to the body much different they basically draw characters as if they were nude yeah um and then just put coloring over top of it so and that's across the board male and female if you look at spider-man it looks like he's wearing body paint if you look at batman it looks like he's wearing body paint um but i don't know that's it it, i i I think it comments a interestingly on the culture as what why do we feel differently when you can put it side by side and say, yeah, it's basically it's the exact exactly same thing. It's exactly the same pose, yeah. Why do we view one as, you know, wrong? I and guess then because one is fine is is a, is representative of a minority and a group of people that hasn't had the same rights mm-hmm. and still doesn't, sure. which is the female, mm-hmm. and the other side is the majority, and I think. Maybe technically not majority. Well, yeah, fifty-one percent of people. <laughs> hey, that one percent, man. <laughs> no, fifty-one percent are female. Oh, wow. Give or take. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, and and the other half hasn't had the issue with. Well, no, and I, I I don't even mean it like that. I just mean it in just kind of a knee-jerk psychological way. Um, 
why is one viewed as, not viewed as wrong. And it, that sounds like I'm saying that the people that are complaining are wrong to complain. I'm not. I'm just saying, and even from myself, like I said, looking at that Spider-Woman picture, it is a different visceral response than looking at the Spider-Man picture. And I don't even mean in a sexual way because I don't see that as an overtly sexual image. I don't find it very erotic. I'm just like, that looks... There's something wrong about that, but there's nothing wrong about Spider-Man. I think it's conditioning. Yeah. I think maybe it's just that that Spider-Woman picture is drawn poorly and it's kind of ugly. <laughs> it, it, it isn't pretty. It's not a pretty picture. And I guess um, it goes back a little bit to the... Are, there are so many problems with comic book costumes when you think about it and how completely impractical they are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, across the board, male and female. It's like, what? why would you wear that? Yeah. That's my thing about the new like Batman reboot. It's like, you look at the new Batman in the robot kind of form. Uh-huh. How can he do the things he does... In that. Oh, I don't even know what that is, honestly. Maybe like, it is just like literally a robot. He, oh, you know he's what? He's literally not going to be able to glide anymore. He's just going to drop straight to the ground. Michael and I. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured that. Well, maybe he could fly with like rockets in his thing like Iron Man. Um, yeah. Michael and I were actually just talking about, uh, I guess they released something, uh, Arkham Knight. Some yeah. information on Arkham Knight. Um, do you know the backstory behind the Arkham Knight character? from what they released. Mm. It's basically, the primary villain is um, this kind of anti-Batman. And apparently, I don't know if this is a spoiler for anybody out there, um, but it's been released. The People have been talking about it for ages. It, apparently it's a clone of Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. Um, and they are going to tie this into this new relaunch, mm. um, and that's going to be the new Batman. Like, Arkham Knight is going oh, to be okay. the only Batman, and hmm. Bruce Wayne's probably going to die. Paul dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're just going to literally get a clone of him, then what's the difference? But Wait, does that mean they're wrong. now beginning to link everything into, like, the movies and the games and everything? It's just all... And the comic books are now actually coming together. It would be strange if they did that in the Arkham series, yeah. because the Arkham series doesn't follow continuity with the rest of it. I know, that's what I mean. Um... Like the Joker's dead in the Arkham series. Yeah. If they're bringing, anyway. like, well, that's what we think. I mean, if we're doing clones, then maybe it'll come back. But... Hey, how's it going with Gotham? Are you still watching? Hell no. Um, I haven't seen it in a couple of episodes. I saw uh, Zach's episode and then kind of fell off. Um, yeah. It was got, it's getting a little bit better. Yeah? Yeah, I think overall, um, it still has yeah, this problem. Like, well, now that it's getting to the end of the series, they're picking the story up slightly. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, I the, the biggest problem for me is that it feels like, and I said it before, uh, uh, three different TV shows, basically. Mm. Um, on one hand, you have the GCPD um, in their weekly routines, and that's what I was hoping that the show was going to be. I, I wanted it to be like CSI Gotham City or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would make sense. Yeah, but uh, it also follows the ongoing story of uh, the penguin and fish mooney and a couple of other threads like the young bruce wayne and Callum and all of them and that's not like a serialized thing it's a mm. ongoing arc throughout the season and i'm like i just don't care enough about yeah any of it so like part of gotham is really fun to watch um and this is the gcpd stuff i just wish they would stick with yeah, that i mean mm. my thing is I like the idea of going back in time and seeing all that, but when it's all the time, yeah. I don't like it. If it was like a current day thing, and then they flash back to what they're showing now on Gotham, mm -hmm. that I would watch. Right. Because then it like it fills in the story more. Now you're just waiting for a story to actually happen. Right. Other yeah. than Fish Mooney scooping out her eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is always fun. Okay, so yeah, no, that, you know what? Batgirl... It's been causing all kinds of controversy lately. Yes, it has. It wasn't, the, it wasn't even the first has it? time. Tell me all about it. I will. Yay. Hey, listen, everybody, I'm going to be honest with you right now. We tried to record this bit before, and then <laughs> the computer crashed, and now we're going to do it again. We're doing it again. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try to keep it fresh. <laughs> we, 
It's going to be better this time, Tyler. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what had happened yes. before. Please do. Xena came out as incredibly, incredibly... Homophobic. Not just homophobic, oh, transphobic, wow. homophobic. Um, racially offensive. Racially offensive. Wow. She was like, oh, how about that apartheid, eh? 2015, Zena. <laughs> Cannot believe I'm listening to this. She said it in Canadian accent, which was weird. I'm like, aren't you from South Africa? She's like, yeah, but I got to cover it up, B, because like, if I say, if I come out in favor of apartheid and I'm from South Africa, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I spoke just like that. <laughs> she did. And then she's she, the I, I don't know. She's just drunk off her fucking ass right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Detox. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the water. Someone put something in her water. So, oh, oh my gosh. That might I, I don't be think it. I've ever been this sober since I was like seven. Because when you turned eight, that was a Because it was all down. Eight was mad, guys. <laughs> I mean, jeez. It was so, the 90s, okay? The day she turned eight is the day she became an adult. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true of all of us. Except for Laura, who's seven. She's still and seven. Quarters. Yeah. Well, one Those day. party days are coming. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this other thing in Batgirl. Anyway. Now, the story was, there was this alternate Batgirl running around <laughs> in a sequin gold jumpsuit uh, doing, I don't know, I, don't, I didn't read it, but uh, doing, doing crimes. Doing, doing, doing crimes. Doing a crimes. Doing crimes. Doing some weird shit. Now you're going Canadian. Hey, hey. <laughs> It sounded like Boston to me. Boston. Boston. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this alternate Batgirl was running around. She caught this person um, and, 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 and demasked this person. Unmasked this person would be the appropriate word. Right? Demasked sounds demasked. way more hectic. Demask sounds. Yeah. Demasked. She demasked this person. <laughs> and it turns out that it was a man uh, masquerading as a woman. Now as this a woman. That's yeah. disgusting. led... <laughs> Is Can what we Zena all said. note that Laura's just said that? <laughs> Zena, don't you dare blame me for your guys. Um, so this has led to allegations of transphobia in the Batgirl, uh, Batgirl man franchise. <laughs> Um, I don't think we can win here, guys. I don't. I think we. This is. I mean, done. in this we, place, no one's a winner. We lost it. It's no, but I mean, it, it was. It wasn't as big of a deal as the the change the cover. Change it the was cover. it didn't yeah. lead to as quite as much outrage. Yeah. Or hashtag tivism, if you will. Yeah. Oof, yes. Um. That's a mouthful. <laughs> but it was an issue nonetheless, and it is. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and this is coming relatively on the heels um, of uh, the the revelation that Batgirl's roommate. There's a character in Batgirl. Um, who is just a run-of-the-mill transgender person, whom they never really... It, she wasn't a horrible villain. <laughs> she was just a just a woman who used to be a man trying to live a life like everyone else. Yeah. I know that repulses you, Xena. Well, I can oh see my it in gosh! Your eyes. Can I please state that none of this is true? <laughs> Except for all of it. And that I am the most PC person that I know. That's bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> that did sound a little... That sounded sarcastic. Yes, it did, and I apologize for that too. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't I know so where this place of hate is coming from. Oh my god! In your heart. <laughs> but it's this time. This is what to, it is for South Africans in the world, people. It's time to heal. They'll just never put it behind them. Through comic books. We need to heal through comic books. Yeah. No, okay. So, well, <laughs> saying before I was so rudely interrupted by Zena's racist homophobia, Asian. transphobia, not homophobia. Guys, how am I gonna thing. get a green card? She's just all homophobia. You can't. You can't. You don't get no green card. <laughs> this is America. We're so past that. <laughs> it, it was this character who um, came out as being transgendered uh, to Batgirl when Batgirl came out as being Batgirl. Which I guess, if ever there was a time to be like, yeah, I mm. was. Uh, uh, in, uh, born it was a different Batgirl's gender. Roommate. It's when she she was like, I have to be honest with you. Um, I'm Batgirl. And she's like, uh, I also have I'm to gay. be honest with you. I'm not gay. Trans. Sorry. Sexual. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and I think that so was, they had an that was essentially, but this was an ongoing character that like, and that's, I actually applaud this because this is the exact opposite of what I felt they were doing with this whole new relaunch where we're having to make a huge different, more progressive world for comic books. It's introducing a character, mm. um, showing that this character is this other, how to phrase that, is, is, is something like trans or is something like gay or lesbian or something. And then that's just it. Moving then on. it's just a person totally. who continues to be in the comics, but this isn't the main focal point of their entire existence. This is and the I think thing. if you want to integrate, um, if you want to make things more acceptable, you have to normalize them. But if we're using mm. these stories to be like, oh, this is a gay character and everything about his, his entire uh, character development is yeah. going to have to be about him being yeah. gay. That doesn't help yeah. the problem at all. I, just, I totally agree. Because um, we're... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, in essence, we're trying to move towards equality yes. for everyone. Well, we are. You are not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're, we are moving towards equality. And I think it's actually similar to the, to, the, to the change the cover issue. Because now it's so highlighted and it's... It's almost like mm-hmm. everything about that character is one thing now. Where yeah. that is so not true. We're all human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with your preferences. Or... Right. No, and they they did a similar thing in um, Batman recently. Scott Snyder and uh, yeah, Scott Snyder was right. I was like, Zack Snyder does the Batman movies. Scott mm-hmm. Snyder does the Batman yeah. books. One is talented. One and is Zack Snyder. Snyder <laughs> It tastes really good. Yeah. Um, he introduced a char- oh, two characters, uh, Harper and Cullen Rowe. C- uh, Harper Rowe is now, a, she's Batman's sidekick, but not Robin. She goes by Bluebird. She's her own thing. Um, and Cullen, her younger brother, uh, they are introduced into the world of Batman. Um, like, he's being bullied because he is, uh, for being gay. Um, and so his sister helps him out and they're trying to fight the bullies and whatever. Um, and then she shows herself to be like a, a good fighter. She's able to take them all down. And then she gets a, a, a whole thing in the story. But my point is they introduce that aspect of the character. The character still goes on in the comic books and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Again, they've normalized it. Totally. It's not like, oh, this is every <clears throat> plot point about him mm-hmm. has to revolve around this one singular issue yeah um anyway i've been thinking that they were going to make him robin i was thinking that before they made her bluebird and i was be like oh man wouldn't that be a great way to turn fucking worth him on his ass when they're like oh batman and robin are gay then we can back in the <laughs> 40s um when they were saying it's an assault on our youth oh, by no. having these two homosexual characters i'm like yeah oh, make they literally just make robin gay yeah and then what are they gonna say totally but that didn't happen oh. eh, maybe it'll still happen maybe there's time this time, this time. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, now, the the issue with this uh, other Batgirl character now is that it was... What did they say? Did you find the quote? Because I, I know the I one that you're talking about. They, they're saying that it's highlighting um, negative stereotypes about cross-dressers as being um, unbalanced or something. And to me, I'm like, I never really knew that that was a stereotype. Uh, yeah, me neither. They said something like delirious. Yeah, but the first, first of all, to call it transphobic is kind of inappropriate because nothing about they never actually said that this is a transgender character. This just happens to be a guy that was taking on this persona. Yeah. Um, that doesn't even necessarily so, mean that he's a crossdresser outside of this one instance. Yeah, it's a stretch. It, or it that really he, is a stretch. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is like, well. It's sort of a double-edged sword because on one hand, you if you're able to introduce characters and have them be... If, if you're going to introduce um, minority characters like this, yeah, I think that part of the normalization process is maybe they're not all good. Why does that have to be... If we're going to introduce anybody else that's outside of like the straight white heteronormative culture that uh, had been prevalent in comic books for so long. Why is it that the only bad guys can be that? Why can't we have bad guys who are cross-dressers? Why can't we have 
if we're going to say people are people, yeah, they're good people and they're bad people. Yeah. Are they not? I mean, I think part of the normalization is to say, yeah, we're going to run the gamut. We're going to have everybody just be fucking people. Maybe they're villains. Maybe they're not. Yeah. But to say that, uh, I don't know. No, I agree. I just think that, I don't know. I, there's this aspect of all of these arguments that comes up and it goes back to change the cover and everything else where it just feels like this culture of censorship yes and i think that maybe uh, a, a certain sense of oversensitivity as well where there seems to be the subculture online of people that are just professionally fucking offended at mm. everything. Mm. And that's when I look at the Batgirl cover and I'm like, it just, to me, it looks completely innocuous. It's like, okay, we're doing a I killing joke really thing. Um, and then you have these other people that come out and say, no, this is, this, this is, this is sexual violence. And I'm mm -hmm. like, wait, what? Where? And but there yeah. are going to be people that are offended about everything but see everyone has a voice now yes yeah. and that's what i find what makes me quite weary sometimes about these social media um arguments is that everyone has a voice now and they they decide that something looks um prejudice and then they get vocal about it but then what they they stop mm -hmm. they stop clicking and then right. they move on to the next thing that they feel offended about and i'm like Okay, but where where's your real where mm -hmm. your real um, views? Right. Are you doing something about this? If this is how offended you are, and some of them get nasty. Yeah. Like they get like you know disrespectful and. Oh, they will. You, it, yeah, it like, starts. You need to do more. real work behind yeah. this mm -hmm. if you if you feel that way. You I know. know? Yeah. That's what's gonna that's make good. the change in society. When you're sat behind a computer, you are anonymous. No one can see you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and see what you write and say, so you can that becomes a problem. A I mean, the whole Charlie Hedbo thing. Yeah, that was like the epitome of right. That's it. That's that taken to the extreme. Yeah, they're no longer on Twitter now. They're actually really dangerous people. Oh, what do you mean? What? What? Oh no, sorry, I <laughs> something else. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Because all of these arguments, I feel, are are valid. I mean, I I want. I I I want to fight these fights. I do for mm -hmm. minorities because sure. that's how I feel. But it's like how you go about it, and it's in and out of context, and you know, it's it becomes very murky. It it becomes an issue of where do we draw the line, and who gets to decide what the line is. Yeah, because there are people that will be offended by everything. Mm -hmm. For Always. any issue that you could find, you will find somebody that will take a problem with that. But w what do we do about that exactly. as a culture? And where, because for all of the people that go on Twitter and say that this was an offensive cover, how many of them are actually, how many of them are actually legitimately offended from a deep place and yes. saying that and not just saying because you so know they have this mm -hmm. other thing that they're this other agenda that they're pushing and they mm -hmm. want this to be a part of that um but the fact is dc responded to that yeah and they pulled the issue now and that's i don't really care <laughs> i yeah. mean well, they pull a comic Raphael book cover issue pulled the, pulled yeah well he requested that he requested, people yeah but Either way, DC caved, and I'm saying, yeah. like, where do you... It, and I don't know. It, it makes me think of a lot of the, 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 the people that are calling for, like, trigger warnings on things mm -hmm. like classic books. Um, I remember there was one going around. There was a huge campus-wide protest about getting a trigger warning on The Great Gatsby, and I'm like... Really? Really? The Great Fucking Gatsby? Okay. Oh my goodness. Maybe there is a very small subsection of people that wouldn't be able to handle reading that because they've had some traumatic thing or, I don't know, PTSD thing. But it's a classic piece of art yeah. that has been within the cultural zeitgeist for the last hundred years. And mm -hmm. It's an important piece of American literature. Yeah, We're going to start censoring that because somebody... Maybe, like, let's really do the poll. How many people on that campus would have been really disturbed by that even if it was just one fucking person 
so now what? We can't read Great Gatsby. We can't yeah. do that. We need to take that away. And then we need to take this away. And then we need to take that away. And yeah, it's kind of a slippery slope argument that I'm using right now. But uh, like, where does, I don't know. I think there needs to be a certain amount of personal responsibility. This is the thing. That, that is that is it. That's in mm-hmm. the end. You need to look at the contact, um, the context, and then the personal responsibility. And But the problem is, though, over the internet, there's like yeah. no personal responsibility. Oh, it's just a giant echo chamber of people saying, you know, whatever. And you, you have these organizations that will respond to it, um, like DC. Uh, and I mean, there, 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 there are levels, certain levels of legitimacy to all of these arguments. Um, and I think that exactly. a lot of, you know, a lot of more independent comic book creators and even a lot of the stuff that's going on at Marvel right now, they're responding it, to it in a, a a constructive way. Yeah, um, I think so too. They are integrating into their stories right now, like the whole Captain Marvel thing, mm. um, changing the, the, the costume to Captain Marvel. There were a lot of people, a lot of... Uh, uh, reactions to that. Uh, a lot of people said that there was a knee-jerk reaction to, like, um, you know, the Twitter. Uh, I, I don't want to say feminism because it's not feminism. Is, it's a completely other thing. It's the pseudo-feminism, the loud people on Twitter that are just professionally offended at every little thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're saying that it was a knee-jerk reaction to that. I don't think so because they integrated it into the story. They made a decent story about mm-hmm. how this costume now looks different because it was constructed by a person that did it different. And I'm like, fine, cool. That makes That's sense. Good. Yeah. Um, and that is a way to start moving in the right direction. Um, if we want to start changing like image, uh, body image issues, um, things that would have come out of the comic book culture, things like that. Things like Barbie that we talked about early. Yeah. Or, um, but yeah, I don't know. At, at a certain point, you just have to be like, who cares? If you care, don't fucking read it. If you really care that much, like, it's not, no one's forcing you to read it. Nobody's forcing you to go out and buy a comic book. Nobody's forcing you to read The Great Gatsby unless you go to school. Then they are. In which case, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Twitter, difficult. Twitter upsets me. It's my bread and butter, but it upsets me. It, it upsets me too. The internet upsets me. Yeah. And I think that's my statement of the day. Fuck the <laughs> internet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, don't get rid of it. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is an internet radio. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck every aspect of the internet that is not internet radio and podcasting. Um, those guys, you know. They do a lot of good yes. for the world. And you know what? Do you know what? I actually need to rant about this actually, because all these things—the mm-hmm. fact that you almost were taken away the privilege of reading *The Great Gatsby*. Yeah. Are because there are some shitty people in the world. Right. It's all because of shitty people. Mm-hmm. It's the shitty guys who overpower women and oh, sure. hurt them and everything. It's the shitty people that are homophobic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now the rest of the world has to go into this frenzy and like censor madness Mm -hmm. because there are some shitty people in the world yeah fuck shitty people (laughs) like laura (laughs) laura i know what you did to the great gatsby (laughs) i threw it across the room (laughs) english class did you have to read that in english class we did when i was like 11 do they know that it's not english well, yeah, I mean, that's the problem. No. But we had to sit there and read it as a class, just listening to the teacher. So I just read it like two weeks ahead and then bought a new book and put it on the inside of the, that book. It's actually something that's kind of interesting to me um, and something that I haven't asked and I haven't even thought to ask. Do you have like American history classes in England? How much of There's like... It's just like general history, so you learn about everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have that too. Like Columbus. So like you do a lot of like... Well, we would do a lot of... Combined of everyone. I mean, we did a lot of, not just world... Like, English history wouldn't get uh, uh, put into just general world history for us because it's the big, important part of this country's uh, history. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know, Tyler. But uh, uh, the, the people that won't get out of my fucking flat... My fucking flat. It's not your fucking flat. It's, it's mine, you fucking wing cat. Listen, pal. 
You curly whirly. Here, curly <laughs> fucking you whirly. You coffee pudding. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. No. Um, well, no. We would have. We we had like English literature classes as well. Yeah, we'd have. More like we'd in have college, English like. English lit, so. You would have entire. I can't remember any sections devoted to that. Do they have school in South Africa? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, all the English people going over and building them for them. <laughs> the Queen comes over and gives us English lessons. Yeah. So, um, Chappie, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go see that. Maybe we'll talk about yeah, that next week. Yeah, let's see Not. Chappie. All right. Well, I think that'll draw this episode to a close. Thank you for listening, everybody, if you got this far. Um, we love you. I Laura certainly didn't get. I don't doubt that. We got this far. Yeah, some of us did. The computer didn't. This is the second attempt. But uh, yeah, no. Have a good uh, whatever the fuck. Whenever you listen to this, have a good week. Have a good day. Have a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs>